It's time to take a journey to find your courage, break through your limits, and master your destiny. It's time for Ken D. Foster's Voices of Courage. Ken brings you some of the most courageous people on the planet that will inspire greatness within you and change your life for the better. It's time to see the unseeable, know the unknowable, and do the impossible. It's time for Voices of Courage. And here's your host, Ken D. Foster. Well, welcome to Voices of Courage. Today is an amazing day to take your business, your life, your friendships, your relationships to a completely new level. How would that be? Hi, I'm Ken D. Foster. I am the host of Voices of Courage, and our show today is called The Courage to Live Deliberately. What the heck does that even mean, living deliberately? I asked myself that when I... Uh, Worked with my guest that's coming up in our second second segment, uh, Lori Brankman, and uh, we talked about it's about being purposeful. It's about really taking your life and pre- not stop pretending that you are a victim of circumstance, and being able to really carve out the niche or niches in your life that you really want want to. So it's it's really about. Looking at all areas of your life, whether it's your family life, your environment in your home or your business, your career, your friendships, your spiritual life, all all areas of your life and saying, you know what, I'm going to design a life that's absolutely amazing and I have the power. It's not somewhere outside of me. It's right inside. Now, do we do this by ourselves? Or do we put a team around us of individuals that can help us and support us to change our mindsets? My last week show, I talked about the mindset of the Fiat versus the Mercedes or the Ferrari. And um, just want to remind you about that. You know, where is your mind, right? Is your mind a mind that is focused on bringing wisdom and knowledge and understanding and power and passion and love? into your life, or is your mind kind of like a wet match when you try to light it, it doesn't light, it's just dull. It's, it's like you're just kind of mediocre going along, going along with the crowd, doing what the rest of the crowd does instead of trying to do your best to be all you can be, right? Maybe even stand out of the crowd because you know we're all unique. Everybody in this world has a unique passion and power and purpose. Every one of us do. And I, I don't know about you, but it takes a little work to find what that is. You know, when I was young, I didn't know what I wanted to be. I had a father that was a policeman for 48 years, right? Had the record on the LAPD police department, right? And one day I was going through some of his stuff, and I found this little car, a sidecar with a police motorcycle on it. It was an iron cast antique uh, motorcycle with a sidecar. And I said, Dad, I said, when did you get this? And he said, oh, I got that when I was about 10 years old. Now, he grew up in the Depression. He grew up living above a retail shop in a small studio above with my grandmother and his brother and, and my grandfather. 
and they didn't have a lot of money. And I could just imagine back then when he got this little toy, it was so special for him that he'd saved it all his life, right? It was uh, cast iron and had a blue paint on it. And I, I can just imagine you know, him playing, being a policeman. And thinking about that time and time again and how much joy that brought him, that when life called, he decided, yeah, I'm going to go into service and I'm going to be a policeman. I, I think that little toy, when I looked at that and, and connected with it and saw how passionate was he was about it, I figured, you know what, this thing influenced him. So things, uh, symbols can influence us to live deliberately. Other people can influence us. Hopefully the show will influence you to start thinking about, am I living my life deliberately? Is there something that I can bring more into my life so that my life gets a little happier maybe, a little more joyful in some areas? I want to read you a quote by a, a, a sage. His name is Parmahansa Yogananda. And he says this, as long as the power in the eye enables you to behold the stars, as long as you enjoy God's sunshine and breathe, his air, so long as you yearn for knowledge, but it is not pumping in from the outside that gives wisdom. It is the power and extent of your inner receptivity that determines how much you can attain of true knowledge and how rapidly. You can quicken your evolution by awakening and increasing the receptive power of your brain cells, thus absorbing tremendous and varied knowledge in one lifetime. Calmness, concentration, and intuitional perception will make you a master of wisdom. And I thought to myself, that is what we are doing here on this show. See, some of you are tuning in and then you're tuning off. You're going to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. Um, I found in 22 years of coaching individuals that those individuals that have learned to concentrate and focus on one big goal, those are the ones that evolve develop themselves, grow in ways that others look at them and say, gosh, you know, you're, you've got so much. Well, you know, most of them all started with pretty much nothing, an idea, uh, a thought about, you know, what, what they could possibly do or what they could possibly become. Um, on my show today, in a couple segments, and uh, uh, segment four and five, actually, I have uh, two people that have taken their lives to a completely new level by following their passion. And we're going to be talking about uh, breaking the land speed record for cycling coming up in section four of this with uh, Denise Muller-Korniak. Hope I got that right. I didn't, I'm sure. But I'll, I'll keep working on it. And John Howard, uh, an Olympian. So anyway, this show is about what? Living deliberately. Okay. So let's talk about this. Where are those happy days for some of you, right? Sometimes they seem to be hard to find. Sometimes they seem like something in us has died. We're chained in our own sorrow or our sadness or our quietness. And what do we need to change that, to transform that, to take us to the next level? Well, we need courage, right? We need courage and we need to understand that no matter what's going on in our life, whether it's a heartache, whether it's uh, 
some relationship that just ended, some business that just failed, some uh, friend that uh, betrayed us, some some, uh, family member that didn't do what we wanted them to do or failed us. You know, all of this shall pass. It's all temporary, isn't it? When, the, when there's clouds in the sky, I, don't, I know this. There's always the sunshine above it. All we have to do is climb up again. So if we do that, then what happens? We stop denying our brilliance. We bring in more power, more passion, more purpose, more love. And our life transforms. Gary Ridge, CEO of WD40, said this. We either win or we learn. Don't you love that? We win or we learn. It's not win or lose. We win or we learn. We either create positive or uplifting memories or negative and disheartening memories. Either way, they're going to be lasting. So (laughs) what do you want? What do you want to do? You want to take your life to a completely new level? You want to understand that uh, there is no such thing as destiny, that we all create our own destiny. The mind is the creator of everything. You should therefore guide it to create only good, right? Because why would you want to create anything else? You know, for a lot of people in this world, what happens is they have a start-stop pattern. They have an idea. They have inspiration. They feel like something is purposeful in their life, and they start moving down that path. But then what happens? They stop for whatever reason. They stop. They stop in the relationship. They stop in the business. They stop in the career. They, they feel that there's something better outside of them. But the truth is, it's all an inside job. And I have a guest that's going to be coming on our show in my next segment. She's going to be talking about stepping up to being an avatar. How many of you even know what an avatar is? <laughs> I had to look it up myself. So an avatar. And this is, a, this is a person that understands how to use the mind, understands how to use our personal power, our personal passion to generate a life that is uncommon to most. And if you are a person that wants to generate a life that's uncommon to most, stay tuned because we have some really amazing pieces that we're going to give you, principles to success for you to be able to rise again. I'm going to give you a couple of those right now. There's an issue. I wouldn't call it an issue. There's a principle that a lot of us don't practice every day. And that is trusting ourself and trusting our own decisions. We look for other people to give us advice or think they know better than we do, rather than spending time tuning into ourselves and asking what's the right path for ourselves. Now, I'm not telling you not to get advice or coaching or mentoring or do some workshops and and therapy or whatever you need to do to change to become a better person. I'm not saying that. I'm saying this that most people have gut instincts. They have, um, they have a sense that uh, what's right or wrong or which was the best path to do. But most people have, and I call that, and it's called intuition. Most people have undeveloped intuition. See, intuition is 100% right, 100%. So if you imagine having 100% intuition, right? Imagine picking stocks with 100% intuition, 
right? Imagine picking mates. Imagine picking whatever, right? But intuition takes time, energy, and effort to practice to be able to do that. So coming up in my next segment, we're going to be talking about some of the principles of what it takes to fully develop yourself, fully become self-actualized as an avatar to increase wisdom, to increase understanding, and increase increase your, your intuition. All righty. So I'll be back. We're going to be talking about what is an avatar and can you become one? And I come right back. We'll be back with more Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Are you feeling stuck or in a holding pattern with your business or life and you're not doing the things you want or love? Then at some point, you're going to be faced with a decision. You'll either choose to keep living in your comfort zone and risk a life of mediocrity or increase your courage, step into your power and forge into the unknown where everything new becomes possible. If you're truly ready to live masterfully, then you need Ken D. Foster's newest book, The Courage to Change Everything, Strategies and Wisdom to Transform Your Life One Day at a Time. This powerful but simple guide provides you with 365 days of life-transforming wisdom, profound questions, and action steps that will increase your strength and open the doors to success. Stop wondering why your business or life isn't working. The answers are available now. Imagine if you had more courage or another chance to start following your dreams. To pick up your copy of The Courage to Change Everything, visit thecouragetochangeeverything.com. That's thecouragetochangeeverything.com. We're back with Voices of Courage, and now your host, Ken D. Foster. All righty, welcome back to Voices of Courage, where I bring you inspiring, courageous people from all walks of life to help you transition your life and actually make it better. This show is being brought to you by Women's Wisdom, women connecting women in friendship and business for over 25 years. And uh, coming up in July, July 13th at Women's Wisdom, they have a very special guest. Her name is Sharon Lecter. She is the former partner of Robert Kiyosaki from Rich Dad, Poor Dad. She currently is involved with the Napoleon Hill Foundation, and she wrote an amazing book for women, Think and Grow Rich for Women. All right. Thank you for tuning in to Voices of Courage today. You can find us at the web at voicesofcourage.us or just ask Siri, Cortana, or Alexa to play Voices of Courage podcast. This show, we're talking about the courage to live deliberately. And I'd like to introduce my guest. My guest today is licensed avatar master, She's been delivering Avatar for 28 years, teaching Avatar courses all around the world. She's married for 34 years to her soulmate and also an Avatar master. And together, they reside half the month in sunny San Diego with their rescue dog and two cats and the other half of the month in Orlando, the international home of Avatar. She's here today to inspire you to step into your courage and live deliberately. Lori Brankman, 
Welcome to Voices of Courage. It's so good to have you. Thank you, Ken. It's great to be here. Oh my gosh! Okay, we gotta. I gotta ask you the question: What the heck is an avatar? <laughs> <laughs> well, the avatar course is a. It's a self development course. It's a nine day training that teaches people the art of living deliberately. Right. Right. Good. And um, so, the art of living deliberately. What does that mean? Well, this is a belief management technology. So people on the avatar course learn how to deliberately create and discreate beliefs so that their life turns out the way they want it to. Hmm. We call that the art of living deliberately. Okay. We have tools that allow you to gain access to your own consciousness. And once inside, you can change and rearrange its contents any way that you would like, according to what you'd like to experience next. That's so cool. Yeah. That's and it so was, cool. It was developed in 1987 hmm. by a teacher named Harry Palmer. And it has since spread to 75 countries. It's been translated into 23 languages. And over 100,000 people worldwide have taken the Avatar course. Wow, that's amazing. How did you get into this work? The short answer, by grace. <laughs> While my life is amazing today, I, as you said, I'm married to the most wonderful man who is perfect for me. Uh, we live in our dream home a mile from the ocean. I'm doing what I love for a living. I'm fulfilling my life purpose. But that was not always the case. Mm -hmm. About 28 years ago, I was in a painfully confused place in my life. I had a lot of questions about who I was and what I was supposed to be doing with my life and how to make it all work. And I had been married and divorced and remarried. And I was afraid that my second marriage was going in the same direction. And I didn't know why, and I didn't know what to do about it. Mm. So when my husband told me one day he was going away for a week to Vermont to take the Avatar course, not knowing what that was, I just crossed my fingers, and I hoped that this was an answer. You'd hoped it would fix the him, right? Because totally. you didn't have any issues. Because right? I okay, was, yeah, it was all go him, ahead. right? Yeah, of course it is. Well, yeah. a it's very interesting thing <laughs> happened. Um, <laughs> So, so there I was alone for a week. And when he came home, I felt different. Mm. There was this space around him in which I could just be myself. I had never felt that before. Mm. I'd always felt like I was walking on eggshells. And that feeling was gone. Mm. It was amazing and mm. wonderful and startlingly palpable. So, of course, I wanted to know, how did that happen? Right. And a month later, I was on the Avatar course. That's really good. You know, I, I love what you said because uh, a lot of people don't get when we change ourselves, it creates a space for other people to change too. Totally. Yeah. I, I, and I really felt that. Yeah. And I wanted to know, how, how, how did that happen? Right, yeah. right. So what makes Avatar different than every other personal development program out in the world? Yeah, well, it, what I've observed is that a lot of programs have a set of beliefs that you take on in order to get the benefits of that program. You know, like in this program, we don't eat these foods, or in this program, we wear this color. Or this group, we market ourselves this way to be successful. Over here, we start the day in meditation or at the beach or at the gym. You get my meaning? Right. But Avatar itself doesn't have a set of beliefs that you have to subscribe to. It's a course about beliefs, and it's how to believe, but not what to believe. 
That, that's a big thing for a lot of people because I think a lot of people, probably their greatest wound is people have told them what to believe, how to believe it, when, when to show up, when to talk, when to not talk, children are to be seen and not heard, whatever those beliefs are, right? All those beliefs, exactly. Right. Yeah. So what, what happens in Avatar is instead of getting a new set of beliefs, you learn the skill of how to believe, actually how to believe something into existence. And you do it. There's no guru or teacher or anyone doing anything on you or to you or for you. Yeah. You do it. And that, that gives you the confidence that once you leave the course, you know that you changed your life and you can continue to do that forever That's more. Cool. So big questions. You know, People have big questions when they go into personal development work. Does Avatar ta- touch on that? In, you know, some of the, what are these big questions uh, well, that you, you address? Well, who am I? Why am oh, I those here? Questions. Yeah, those, what those do like, I want out of life? Those right. questions. You right. know, what we legacy all, will I leave? That's another question. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But in the avatar course, the answers come in a very unexpected way. There's, there's no, um, there's no one that you can model after. There's no charismatic leader at the front of the room motivating you to be successful and powerful. But what happens instead is that as you explore your own consciousness with the avatar tools, the lessons that are contained there begin to reveal themselves. And you discover your own unique answers to those big questions. So it's like a spiritual awakening. So how do we wake up to our greatness? That's a big question that people are asking. You know, How do we tap into the courage to go for it and do what we want to do? Well, when you have the most powerful tools on the planet, you can be bold because you know you can't fail. I think courage is something that you need when you're facing something that seems difficult or painful or scary and you think you might not make it. Mm. But if you have the ability to discreate the belief that you won't make it or to discreate your fear of failing and to create a new belief in your success, do you need courage? Mm. Maybe it takes courage to to decide to make your own course, to, to go against the norm. But once you awaken to who you are and what you're doing here, there's no other choice. That's, that's a really good point, yeah. I do think a lot of people need courage to just come into this radio station and uh, be on this, <laughs> on this uh, show. Uh-huh. But, and I uh, but I get tools. your point. Yeah, because <laughs> remember when we talked yeah. originally, I was a little nervous about that. And yeah. I remember that I have a tool that I can handle that. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> you know, listen, people think they're already awake right? I mean, I, I, I deal with people all the time and they think they've got it. They've got the cat's meow. They're awake. They're walking around. Everything's good for them. How do you deal with those people? Well, that is a challenge. The, I already know this identity <laughs> can really get in the way sometimes because nothing new can come in through that filter. Right. So what we suggest when people start Avatar is that they adopt the attitude of an explorer, huh. that they just, um, Take the, later on in the course, they can discreate that identity if they want to. Right. But in right. the beginning, just have the intention to learn something new, and you will. That's great. Well, listen, uh, we're going to be coming back here in a second, but I want people to know uh, how to get a hold of you right now. And uh, I know you have a, an offer that they can get at uh, www.planetavatar.com. Can you tell me a little bit about that offer? Right, www.planetavatar.com slash gift just for the radio listeners today. Great. Um, I'm offering two things. First of all, an opportunity to have a free avatar introduction with me. It takes about an hour and it's experiential and we can, you can get a firsthand feel for avatar and we can do it over the phone or by Skype or zoom or, or uh, in person if you're in San Diego. 
And that's a big yellow button on that page. You can just click on that and pick a time that works for you. And the other thing is a very special link to a talk given by Harry Palmer, who was the author of Avatar, in which he describes the nine-day Avatar course in great detail. And you can listen to that right there on the link. And if you want to contact me for your own copy of it, I can send you a CD. Okay, that's great. Yeah. All right, well, listen. I'm going to ask Lori when we get back, are we really creating our life? I can hardly wait to find that answer out. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. We'll be back with more Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Would you like to help someone in need to move from poverty to prosperity? Stars of Courage, a 501c3 nonprofit, is looking for established life coaches with experience in education and career mentorship to build confidence and create clear paths to success. Join our team of experienced coaches in a wide variety of fields, equipped with warm hearts with a passion for lifting up those in need. Our Stars of Courage. Find out how you can make a difference at starsofcourage.org. That's starsofcourage.org. We're back with Voices of Courage. And now your host, Ken D. Foster. Well, welcome back. So, if you were courageous, if you were courageous, what would you be doing that you're not doing today? Right? Think about that for a second. This show is being brought to you by Women's Wisdom and... What is Women's Wisdom? It's a group of entrepreneurs. They're all women. They've been meeting for over 25 years in San Diego. They support one another to grow their businesses, to grow their life. They meet on the internet. And this month that they're coming up, July 18th, Friday, they have Sharon Lecter from the Napoleon Hill Foundation, who wrote a book called Think and Grow Rich for Women, you can find out all about it at www.womenswisdom.net, womenswisdom.net. I do believe they also have some other special guests showing up uh, there this month, and um, we're going to be talking to those special guests coming up here in, the, in a couple segments from now. So today we're talking about the courage to live deliberately, and the question I want to know is, and all of our listeners are standing on their on their tippy toes, wondering, is this is this real? Um, are we creating our life? Lori Brinkman <laughs> from uh, Avatar is here with me, and she's going to be answering that question. Lori, what what do you think? Well, my answer is, well, if we aren't, who is? Oh. I mean, to me, that's a much scarier proposition. Hmm. Let but- me think about that. <laughs> I, now, I have seen people on TV with multiple personalities, and I often <laughs> wonder about that. Do I have one of those? The other there? you, right. <laughs> But I, I do think it comes down to what you believe about that. Mm-hmm. So if you believe that it's all, all random or that someone's out to get you or that it's your karma, that's what you'll experience. Right. And that will be your truth. Right. But on the other hand, if you believe that you're creating it all, that's what you'll experience. And you'll find evidence for that. It's really your choice. So that's good. Now you might be thinking, how do I know that? Yeah. Well, I don't know that, but I do know that believing certain things makes me feel happy and satisfied and believing other things makes me miserable. So I choose to be happy. But what if I'm in a place where I just want to be miserable? I mean, somebody's just betrayed me and I'm not going to go back and mess with that person again. I'm done, right? Right. Enjoy it. (laughs) Enjoy it. (laughs) Until? 
<laughs> until you want to experience something else and then you'll change it. And then you change it. Yeah. Okay. So how do people get in touch with their limiting beliefs through the avatar process? Oh, that's easy. That's day two of avatar. When you start exploring your blueprint, your map of consciousness, the Belief exercises in Avatar help you to make the connection between what you're experiencing in life and the beliefs that you have that are creating those experiences. Mm -hmm. It's a real connect the dots kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. So for example, I had a student who was working on her archaeology dissertation, and she had been working on it for a very long time. She was experiencing severe neck pain, and it was really impeding her ability to get her research done. So on day two of Avatar, she did the belief exercise and she discovered she had the belief getting her doctorate was going to be a long and painful process. And with that discovery, the pain went, she finished her research and she got her doctorate very, very quickly. You know, it's just amazing to me. Um, I had Brenda Flowers on our show um, uh, actually, she's she's coming up in uh, in a in another week, I think it is. But she talks about the same thing, and I've had so many people show up in my life here recently <laughs> that are all telling me I've had this pain, and it was healed by these by getting in touch with my emotional issues. Absolutely. Oh yeah. So are you telling us we don't need the, the doctors anymore? I mean, what the heck? If we can just come in and and heal this stuff. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I think that Avatar is not a replacement for sensible medical care. Mm -hmm. But I will say that medical care without um, the belief work is far less effective. So, okay. So I have this blueprint, this map of consciousness that's in me. Okay. Yep. And I think when I think of a blueprint, I think of, uh, uh, you know, a blueprint on a table and I can, and I can see it. I can, I can see where the lines are. I can see where the foundation needs to be laid out. The walls need to be laid out. And I'm thinking that in, and I know in my own blueprint, there's probably some walls that are like kind of funky. They're not in the right place or they're, or they're, uh, you know, there's a long hallway where it should be a room. I, you know, I'm just, yeah. Okay. So is that what we're talking about here with the mind? Yeah. And, and your, the your map of consciousness contains all of your beliefs, the ones that you decided to believe, the ones that were indoctrinated into you and the ones that are still transparent or are hidden from you that you're not even aware of mm -hmm. and it's like a tapestry and these beliefs are actually creating your life so you want to know what they are and as you move through the avatar course you become more and more aware and they come to light okay so let's get let's get real here all right so if somebody has a belief they're they're living down in san diego in uh in uh, one of the lower socioeconomic communities and they go I think I want to be a millionaire. And they're hearing this program and they go, I'm going to go to Avatar to clear out my beliefs about uh, poverty. Is that even possible? Of course. Uh -huh. Okay. Okay. It's, it's, it's possible. There, Is I it would, probable? There, there's nothing that, that's not possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So give me some examples, some beliefs that uh, stop people from, let's say, having a great relationship or making money or, yeah. Well, there are countless beliefs that could get in the way of a great relationship. Um, I think the only the person that can is in the situation, I don't think it helps to really talk about it hypothetically because it's just the person in the situation that can really feel what beliefs that they have that are in the way. I think it might be more mm -hmm. interesting to look at what belief could create a great relationship or that, a great that's anything. That's good. So how do you instill so, beliefs? Well, yeah. for example, I had a student a number of years ago who was in a relationship and she was very unhappy because she wanted to get married and he didn't. Right. 
So in the course, she created a belief, I'm in a harmonious, committed relationship, married to the man I love. Well, wouldn't you know, three weeks after the course, I get a wedding invitation. And she's getting married in a month to somebody totally new. And I was like, what happened? So she, as soon as she left the course, she met a new guy, fell madly in love, ditched her boyfriend, and now she's getting married. And that kind of thing happens a lot around the Avatar course. Oh, that's just so amazing. I love that. <laughs> okay, well, listen, we're, we're, uh, we're getting uh, close to running out of time here. So I want to ask you, um, do you have a, uh, an offer? I think you had a second offer that you were offering people. And, you know, I see here they can get it at uh, avatar.com forward slash gift gift and planetavatar.com forward slash gift and tell me a little bit more about that you'll see both gifts there one is a free introduction with me that you can schedule at a time that's convenient for you by phone or in person and we can experience some of the avatar exercises and the other is a link that where you can listen to a talk given by harry palmer where he describes the full nine-day avatar course in great detail. So you're getting it right from the author. It's a talk that he gave to prospective students when the course st- first started back in 1987. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah, yeah. I, can, I can see myself going there and doing that. You know, one thing that uh, you, you mentioned earlier about changing that belief and just inside yourself and holding up space for another human being uh, to either change or to, to be harmonious. I think my wife took your course because uh, I know she was telling me that her, her daughter was not uh, showing up the proper way. And she all of a sudden started holding a belief that everything is harmonious and joyful. And she started doing her homework and all kinds of stuff. Lori, thank you so much for being on this show today. At, uh, that was really amazing. I really appreciate that. Thank hey, you. listen, coming up next... Uh, we're going we're gonna to find out what it takes to break the land speed record for cycling. My next guest has already broken it. She's a woman. She's going now for the overall land speed cycling record coming up this year. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Would you like to help someone in need to move from poverty to prosperity? Stars of Courage, a 501c3 nonprofit, is looking for established life coaches with experience in education and career mentorship to build confidence and create clear paths to success. Join our team of experienced coaches in a wide variety of fields, equipped with warm hearts with a passion for lifting up those in need. Our Stars of Courage. Find out how you can make a difference at Stars starsofcourage.org that's starsofcourage.org we're back with voices of courage and now your host ken d foster what an amazing day it is to take hold of your life find your courage change things around make it even better than it is today i wrote a book This book took me about six years to write. It's called The Courage to Change Everything, Strategies and Wisdom to Transform Your Life One Day at a Time. Why did I write that book? Well, I found over the last 22 years I've coached hundreds of individuals one-on-one and groups and 
what happens is they come in and they they work with me. They change their beliefs. They're feeling really good, and then two days later, they're they're unfocused or they're going down the road doing something that they uh, they know they shouldn't do. Then a week later, they come back in. We talk about it. We move and we shift. And I thought, you know. What if we got this? Uh, if what if I was there with them, giving them wisdom, strategies, some action steps, some ways to stay focused every single day, and then on top of that, giving them success principles to reprogram their mind for success continually? All right. Well, that's what this book is all about. It's called The Courage to Change Everything, and you can find it at thecouragetochangeeverything.com. It's coming out in October, but you can pre-order it right now. So I want to give you a little sample of what that book is all about. So this is day 248, and I start out with a quote. It's from Albert Einstein. It says, Great spirits have always encountered violent opposition from mediocre minds, The mediocre mind is incapable of understanding the man who refuses to bow blindly to conventional prejudices and chooses instead to express his opinions courageously and honestly. Conventional thinking has us believe that we must pursue our business and life successes through a series of logical steps. The one-step-at-a-time method seems to be the standard. But how is this conventional thinking working in your life? For most, it keeps them in mediocrity. It's like crossing the United States in a a covered wagon when jets are available. Have you ever heard that meditators can concentrate more effectively than others? This is well-known fact among long-term meditators. They have used the power of their mind repeatedly to concentrate on the spiritual eye and have not only opened the pathways to the superconscious mind, but have understood that this is where all great ideas flow from. These long-term meditators have developed their mind power to such an extent that they attract into their lives what they need almost instantly. They realize that the only real relationship is the relationship between you, your soul, and your spirit. So today ask, how can I get deeply in touch with the relationship between my soul and spirit? What new information or book can I find to further my education on relationship between soul and spirit? And what do I need to do to let go of doing so much? The actions, find a quiet time, contemplate whether your life is getting better or not, If not, then take two action steps to make it better. Yes, the courage to change everything, strategies and wisdom to transform your life one day at a time. Imagine if you were to, every single day, make it a habit to impregnate your mind with courageous quotes, with wisdom, with understanding, with success principles. Imagine what that would be in 365 days from now, if you really committed to that, well, I can tell you this. Your life will be different. Your way you look at things will be different. You'll see things that you've never been able to see. You'll do things you've never been able to do. And you will be able to accomplish your life purpose and take your life to a completely new level. I am so excited. In the studio today, I have two special guests I have Denise Mueller Karenik, and I have John Howard. <laughs> We're laughing because I've pronounced their names wrong so many times. It's it's uh, it's hysterical. 
Anyway, on September 13, 2016, Denise set the world's land speed record on a bicycle in the Utah Bonneville Salt Flats, hitting 147.7 miles per hour. This year, she's going to go for the overall land speed record of 170 miles per hour. Denise's personal journey it provides an inspiration for other women, for men to follow their dreams, to understand that no matter what life a path that you've on, you, it can it can transcend and it can be amazing. Her coach, John Howard, is a three-time Olympian who has set the land speed record himself of 152.2 miles per hour, won gold in 1971 Pan American Games in cycling. He's a four-time U.S. National Road cycling champion and the winner of the 1981 Ironman triathlon in Hawaii and a member of the U.S. Cycling Hall of Fame. Talk about amazing mindsets. I'm so happy to have both of you on this show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Ken. Denise, this goal of breaking the overall world speed record, you've got a man that's already your coach, John, that's already done it. I know that I think you're working with Fred Rumpelberg, who's, who also holds, the, he broke the record, I think, after you, John? Is yes. that right? Yes. yes. So he, he's on board helping you guys, too, with some parts of this? Yes. Um, how does one get their mind around such a giant goal like this? You just go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's... Um, I guess for me, I've always been an adrenaline junkie and um, no goal is too high. Nothing is that unachievable. And for me, what really works is um, the people who have been there and done that before me and especially being able to work with them, then in my mind, that's half the battle right there. So let me ask you, how did it feel to break the overall woman's record in the world for cycling? How, How did that feel to be the fastest woman in the world? I mean, when you were there and you did it, how did that feel for you? Well, you know, it's a little more unique when I did that record because I got to be the very first woman ever to set that record. So for me, I didn't have a number to have to beat. I wanted to make it a very respectable speed, which I did at 147 miles an hour. However, we immediately set our sights on the overall record as our next goal. So again, we aimed high. We we, we met with uh, doing the first woman's record, but now we want to take the overall. That's crazy. Okay, John, I got to focus on you. Listen, you, you did this. Uh, yourself, 152 miles an hour. Um, what does it feel like to go 152 miles an hour on a bicycle? Well, it's uh, <laughs> exhilarating. It's terrifying. It's uh, it's if you could somehow take both of those emotions and tie them together. That's essentially what it's like. Um, I had uh, some close calls at uh, the flats. At Bonneville, uh, I blew a tire at uh, about 140 miles an hour. Uh, I managed to keep the bike uh, in line and and didn't crash. But the the the, the unknown is a is a huge factor. There are many components to to doing this project, um, which is very historic. It goes back to the turn of the century. It's a very much a part of the lore of cycling, the the motor pacing. And for me, it was simply a matter of pushing my limits. Uh, again and again and and um, realizing from the time I was 12 years old that this was the goal that motivated my sport and uh, I had had that ever since I saw a, a comic book uh, about Alf Letournier who set the record back in the 40s I wanted to break that record 
Wow. So uh, do we classify both of you as like superhuman beings? <laughs> By no means. <laughs> or, or just plain old crazy in a good way. Just plain yeah. old crazy in a good way. Because I, I know there's a lot of people listening to this show that have big dreams, right? And just like you, they, you know, they're taking steps towards that. What separates you, Denise, from the, you know, the person that has a big dream and, and doesn't do it? What, what, is that, what is that mindset? What do you do? What do you do different? You set a plan and you take an action step every day to get towards the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you, you, you always want to achieve that goal, but sometimes you may fall short, but that process in getting there is a learning opportunity to set an, yet another goal. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing is, is you always have goals that you're going for in life and they're different for everybody. For me, it just happens to be something wild and crazy like the land speed record. That's, that's amazing. Okay. And, um, Okay, so I, I want to ask you real quick, because you have to do this quick. How do people get involved? What's the website here? Because we're going to have you back in the next segment. i got other things to ask you, but how do people get involved here? www.theprojectspeed.com or just Project Speed Denise on Facebook. All righty. Well, listen, I'm, I'm going to ask our guests a whole bunch of more questions about Project Speed and what does it take to really step into that kind of power. How, what does it take to be an Olympian, a triathlete that swims and bikes and runs and does things that most people look at and go, wow, I wish I could do that. Well, maybe they don't. Maybe they just think, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> anyway, we'll be right back. We'll be back with more Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Would you like to help someone in need to move from poverty to prosperity? Stars of Courage, a 501c3 nonprofit, is looking for established life coaches with experience in education and career mentorship to build confidence and create clear paths to success. Join our team of experienced coaches in a wide variety of fields, equipped with warm hearts with a passion for lifting up those in need. Our Stars of Courage. Find out how you can make a difference at starsofcourage.org. That's starsofcourage.org. We're back with Voices of Courage. And now your host, Ken D. Foster. Welcome to Voices of Courage. Hey, today is an amazing day. If you're a woman, and I'll tell you why. There's an organization in San Diego called Women's Wisdom, and you can find them at womenswisdom.net. And what they are doing for the past 25 years is empowering women, business owners, to work with one another, to share with one another their gifts, their talents, their abilities, and to help each other take their businesses and their lives to a completely new level. It's womenswisdom.net. This month at Women's Wisdom, they have... Of special guest, Sharon Lecter. Sharon has been with the Napoleon Hill Foundation. She wrote a book called Think and Grow Rich for Women. And she's also been Robert Kiyosaki's partner on the Rich Dad, Poor Dad series. So you don't want to miss her. She's at uh, womenswisdom.net. What a great group of individuals we have there. All right, today I'm talking about the courage to live deliberately. And my guests right now are Denise Mueller-Karenik 
And John Howard, Denise is setting, has set the world's land speed record on bicycles at Utah Bonneville Salt Flats at 147.7 miles per hour. You didn't hear that wrong, 147.7. Get this, or Coach John Howard, he's a three-time Olympian, and he's set the land speed record at 152.2 miles per hour. He won gold at the Pan American Games, and he's also... A winner of the 1981 Ironman in Hawaii. So we got some amazing, amazing beings here that have stepped up in the courage. Talk about courage, really, Denise. Who? Where did you find your courage? Who inspired you? What? What the heck? <laughs> well, that's a very good question. A lot of people will ask, you know, what what mindset there is to be able to do what I've done and have no a no real fear and it's a, an exhilaration when I'm doing the speed record. And I give them a little bit of history is I raced downhill mountain bikes when I was in my teenage years. So that gives a little bit of an insight. But then I go back a little further. And with my mom, she at 80 years old jumped out of an airplane skydiving for the very first time. And in the 1960s was doing powder puff demolition derby before I was even born. So that's on my mother's side. My father's side, um, besides being, being one of my inspirations in getting into cycling, when he turned 70 years old, he circumnavigated the United States, 12,100 miles on a bicycle, self-contained, camping out over a nine and a half month period. When he turned 70, actually he was in Galveston, Texas when he turned 70 along that trip. You kind of introduced me to this man. He, yeah. This is uh, well, this is amazing. Yeah. Unfortunately, he passed away oh, he did pass. in okay. 2006. My mom okay. is still around. She's um, planning to actually jump out of an airplane when she turns 90 again. Okay. Your mom, <laughs> out, out, mom is amazing too. I'd love to meet mom. Yeah, <laughs> that because you know what they're leading the way. Just like just like I know John Howard is leading the way. Also, you know, John, you've got so many accomplishments in your life. And you're, you know, you're up in uh, what people would consider later years in life. But I look at you, man. You look like you're 25 years old in those eyes, man. There's, there's nothing. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any stopping you. How, how does that happen? Uh, it's just a number. Um, I, I think you're as old as you perceive yourself to be, and um, um, I don't choose to put any limits on myself. Um, certainly no, nothing related to age. We're all pushing limits, uh, clearly. I wrote a book called Pushing the Limits back in the uh, 90s, and I, I had to reevaluate a lot of things at that point. Uh, what What is important, and you know, cycling uh, for me was a huge sport early on, but I reached a point where I, I just didn't feel like it was taking me any further, so I jumped into triathlon. Um, and that seemed to work for a while, but after that, it was a matter of finding something new to do, and 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 uh, to me, it was off the wall. I wanted to hold records at both ends of the spectrum of madness, I call it. I wanted to go faster than any cyclist had ever gone on the planet. Uh, that was a goal I'd had since I was 12 years old, and I also wanted to be the most enduring cyclist, and um, a few years after that, I set the uh, 24-hour endurance record, 539 miles, which still stands, by the way. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, and that's like the wow. <laughs> <laughs> We were looking for a wow. If you if you didn't get your wow, you you uh, you reel this back and listen to that again. So I want to. I'm looking at the uh, the the sleek dragster. <laughs> I'm not sure what we call this uh, that you use to 
win or it's not win it's to break the uh, land speed record at 152.2 miles per hour um is it is it the same do we do the same today i'll show this to our facebook uh, listeners uh do we do the same today do you, do you go behind a car can you yeah, explain they, what denise is going to be doing sure sure can the the car essentially bores a hole through the through the very dense air and in so doing, it creates a vortex uh, or a, a slipstream, a draft, if you will. And Denise's job, my job, and, and by the way, I don't consider myself extraordinary. I simply set goals and go after them. And I think Denise follows that pattern as well. But uh, when you're doing this, you have to be very calm. You have to be very collected. And she does that very well. She's a great multitasker. She builds the physical inertia to make something like this happen. And then we were constantly training and doing endurance training. So as we said earlier, the, it's, you know, the, the, the suffering is optional. If the pain, you're going to feel the pain. That's, that's a, that's a must, Mm -hmm. but the, the suffering is, is optional and we choose not to go there. Uh, but I don't consider either of us, uh, extraordinary in any way we simply set our goals high and go after them i love that because i think that gives everybody hope that they can actually um step up into areas that they may not big goals whatever that big goal is you can go out there and go do it you and i heard denise say earlier you know it's all about the plan yeah right so um back to the car itself um you've told me that the uh you're you're pulled up to about 90 miles an hour and then you release what happens then I stay within the draft. It's a single gear bicycle. So it's like having a vehicle with only overdrive. You can't pull out of the parking lot and overdrive. You have to get that engine to a point in which it can turn the only gear that it has. Same with the bicycle. I have to be pulled up to 90 miles an hour in order for me to release, stay within the draft, but be able to turn the cranks over because each revolution of the cranks is 125 feet. And so with that, I'm able to take that single gear from 90 miles an hour all the way on up to the 147 miles an hour. And I'm doing about uh, 67 RPMs at 90 miles an hour and 107 RPMs with that same exact gear at 150. 47 miles an hour, but I stay in the draft the whole time. And it's the last mile that 147.7 is the average speed of that last mile. And if you think about it, that last mile I did in about 25 seconds. Wow. So that puts wow. a little bit in perspective a of a mile what that and is. 25 seconds. Yes. Okay. That, uh, that gives me a point of view. I, um, that's another wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I want to bring up one minor issue that, cause a lot of people ask about you know, one of the very common questions is, what is it like to go that fast? Yes. And the irony is, I liken it to when people describe being in an auto accident and they say how everything slowed down and they remembered every little moment of it and they were doing it in slow motion. The irony is the faster that I went, the slower everything went. It was, it was because I was getting so into the zone and I have ADHD. And one of the most beautiful things is when I'm behind that vehicle, nothing else enters my mind but the sole thing that I'm doing, which is such a peaceful, calm moment, mm-hmm. everything slows down. So the irony is the faster I went, the slower things were. I, I think that's just because you're closer to death myself. But <laughs> Perspective, perspective. <laughs> okay. Um, so let's talk about how people could get involved with Project Speed. Um, I know there are listeners that go, gosh, I'd like to follow this. I'd like to donate to this. I'd like to be 
uh, I'd like to know what Denise is doing. Are you are you putting out newsletters or videos or you know what are you doing here? Yes, if you go to our website, which is theprojectspeed.com, you can sign up for our newsletter, and that'll be an area where we'll have blogs and what have you. Um, but where we'll be doing Facebook Live events and our regular updates is our Facebook page. Um, Project Speed Denise, just go ahead and look that up and you'll find us. Um, but we're always looking for sponsors. Anything like this is a very expensive endeavor, so we welcome any and all people who would like to do, whether it be donations or sponsorship. Well, you know, I, I like the thought of it. When I think of your sponsors, I, I realize that, um, you know, I bet that last time I think you told me you're on uh, Wall Street Journal and you got a lot of publicity on this. This time I think it's going to be even greater because you're going for the overall. Yes. So there's opportunity for that sponsor to really be all over the place on the car. Uh, in some of the newspaper on your website, um, so I think I think for the right the right person, this is just a great opportunity. This is a once in a lifetime thing. This is not my my uh, my thought around this is that when you break this record, it's gonna it's gonna stand. It's gonna stand for a while. I, I certainly hope so, but in the same token, records are meant to be broken, yeah. and all the predecessors in the mail records have helped the next one break that record, and I intend to do the same. If there's someone else that wants to come out and do that, we'll be there to help them along the way. Yeah, that's good. So, John, um, why did you get involved in this? It's, an, it's a new avenue, uh, and I think it's a historic avenue, as I said earlier, the... the uh, uh, the pacing is was really the the beginning of the motor age, and if you look at bicycles, they essentially evolved into both motorcycles and automobiles. Henry Ford called his first car the quadricycle. So the motor portion is very much a part of the history of cycling, and we're what the record we're after. Uh, three centuries actually, beginning in the 1890s. Uh, now we're into the the uh, the t- 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 2018 we're going to break it again. That's our that's our plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that historic uh, uh, pattern is important to remember because it puts the project in perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. You know, I I, uh, I was all over the Project uh, Speed website. There's all kinds of cool pictures of you know there's history up there. There's what you've done in the past. It's a very cool place to go. Yeah. So it's it's Project Speed Theprojectspeed.com. Theprojectspeed.com. Okay, good. All right, Denise, um, final thoughts? Just go ahead and go after whatever goal you have. And if you can be an inspiration to someone else, um, all the more power to you. That's a lot of times you don't know how much you can inspire other people. And I think that's, if there's a way we can do it, all the greater. That's awesome, man. John, thank you for being here. Denise, thank you. Lori, thank, thank you. you so much for being here, part of this show. If you like this show, I really encourage you to tell your friends about it. You know, they can find us on Facebook at Voices of Courage. You can just talk to Alexa today or uh, or uh, Siri and say, hey, bring up Voices of Courage podcast. You'll listen to our past shows. Everything that you want or need to be able to take your life to the next level is right here. So I hope you'll keep listening to us. And until next time, hope you... Live courageously and see the unseeable, know the unknowable, and do the impossible.
Thanks for joining us for Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Learn more about Ken, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities by visiting VoicesOfCourage.us. Be sure to join us next Sunday at 10 a.m. as Ken brings more stories of courage that will inspire greatness within you and change your life for the better. This has been Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Where there is